0: the Pilot TV podcast this week. We are delving into the world of dark and sordid documentaries in Surviving R. Kelly, getting down with the Deutsch for Dust Boot, and keeping the European theme going, going Dutch with New Amsterdam, except not really, as it's set in the Big Apple. Rumours of my absence from the podcast this week were, it seems, greatly exaggerated, for I am James Dyer, and I'm delighted to welcome you to another episode of the podcast One reviewer on iTunes, recently described as an outpouring of liberal elitist, left-wing, anti-Brexit bile, with a side order of misandry. It's amazing what you can read into a review of Star Trek Discovery. Joining me, as ever, are two other liberal elitists pushing their hateful left-wing agendas. First up, a man whose communist ideals can be seen explored in detail on the small-screen coming-of-age sitcom Boyd Meets World. How are you, Boyd?
1: Your your weekly boyd puns are a new are a slightly new feature. Yeah, they are, aren't um, they? I'm um, gonna run out. I'm enjoying. Yeah. You'll never run out, because essentially it's boy with a D on the end. Yeah, that's true. It's that's fine. true. There there are a few still
0: I think to exhaust. If you've got Mao's little red book with you there, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you feeling quite, you know. I, I I'm fully fully gemmed up on everything. Good. Good, good. Uh, Joining us, despite our penises, is a frothing misandrist whose chromosomal hatred runs so deep she has had, and this is true, every instance of the letter Y excised from Pilot TV magazine. Hello, Terry, (laughs) our female overlord. How are you?
2: I'm all right, thank you. Really conscious of not um, hating you all so much, but... What can I say? It's in so deep, I can't make it stop.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty terrible. Speaking of terrible, I thought I'd bring to your opinion. I got a uh, a message on the old uh, Facebooks via the pilot account from someone who, and I'm not going to share his name simply because he DM'd, so I'm not sure he wants to be known, but he basically has put his hand up and he has said, and this is how the message reads, I may have been that inverted commas, loser, that had the gamer tag snake dock, and my brother had dirt diver, and their clan tag was named after 303rd logistical unit. So he was the unit bastard that stopped me from having my gamer <laughs> tag. I have obviously blocked him and banned him from listening to the podcast.
2: You see, I thought you'd have immediately become his best friend and he'd be installed in your basement right now.
1: No, no, I've not friended him. No, hmm. I've shunned him. I've shunned him for denying Jealousy? me. Jealousy? Yeah. Is that yeah. the same one who, who tweeted about how um Terry had insulted him on the podcast? Did you Ooh. see that one, yeah. But I don't think I you had. I don't it? know and I don't think you had. But I think it's just someone who assumed maybe I think he took it for all nerdy men of a certain Jamesian uh quality, <laughs> Me and my Diorian yeah. uh, quality and felt that you naturally insulted all of those people. Yeah. But I don't think that's fair. Here's,
2: here's what people need to understand. Hmm. My um my propensity to take the piss out of and ridicule James it's not me attempting to ridicule and take the piss out of the entire right. um, uh, man manhood. Manhood.
0: Manhood. Yeah. manhood. The manhood. The manhood. I yeah. don't.
2: I don't um, dislike um, all men. Just no. James.
0: Just me. So James it's
2: isn't me. that representative yeah. of, of man?
0: I think that's absolutely fair.
1: And you're not the only one who dislikes James, because let's face it, everyone doing the Empire podcast every week dislikes him as well. It's true,
0: it's true. It goes around. It goes around. I take a lot of shit on the uh, iTunes reviews, I take a lot of shit on the Empire podcast, and then I come here to get even more abuse. So at least there is a theme running through my life, which is, uh, you know, reassuring and comforting. So that's nice. So what rubbish have you two been watching this
1: week? (laughs) Well... I'm definitely not watching Silent Witness or... Uh, but last week I got loads of people saying, what are you still watching that for, you loser?
2: I did see that. I yeah. did enjoy that. Yeah.
1: That sounds fair to me. So I thought I'd mention... Because on this podcast, you always get... First of all, you... James. What was that? What what was that? Was that? Yeah. It's a little tune. I mean, oh, is from, that me? <laughs> from your laptop.
2: What are you doing? today. See, oh, this fire. is something for else I feel today. I
0: feel the need. Do you know what? We're not going to cut that, but we're going to keep it in, yeah. and I'm going to explain why. This is this is an important thing you should know about Terry. While we're doing the podcast, Terry is always doing other things on her laptop. And when I start speaking, normally about Star Trek, both you and you both switch off entirely and start either looking at your phones or
1: basically reading other things. So I'm basically monologuing for most of this podcast. <laughs> but in my case, to myself. I'm doing research such on what I'm about to talk about next. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It It, would it, <laughs> oh, it absolutely oh, is don't not. Don't turn against me. I
2: was, I was trying to remember the exact title of the show I've been oh, binge-watching right, this week. That's what yeah. I was doing.
1: No. Yeah. Even yeah. though we're all absolutely perfectly prepared mm-hmm. So anyway, there are two. What I was about to say was, even because even we try and review three, four, five shows. We can't review bloody everything, even though sometimes you complain to me when we're not reviewing a particularly nerdy science fiction programme yeah, we'll on that sci-fi later. or something. There are occasionally shows that we missed so there's a couple of foreign, new foreign dramas that are starting this week that are pretty good. Ride right upon the storm, you may have seen the trails for it on channel four, is their new Water Presents thing, and it stars a Lars Mickelson of the Mickelson brothers. And he's very good as the head of this family of priests, and he's got two rebellious young sons. And it's kind of like a big, ambitious, epic, modern day thing about this family. And there's lots of sex and stuff in it, and it's quite good. And you've been watching this? I've watched the first episode. Okay. And then on that's on um, Sunday. We've just started on Sunday on Channel Four, and then it'll be on all four. And then also just have started by the time we come out is the new BBC Four Saturday night foreign drama slot, which is this week starting with an Australian thing called Self. Safe Harbour, not self harbour. Safe Harbour, safe harbour, which does that you and Leslie from the Cry. You know the Cry, yes. He was really great as creepy, creepy husband. Do you, do you like the way I said yes? Yes. When the answer is no. Oh uh, yeah, you didn't watch it even when me and Terry kept telling you to watch it every week. Yeah, yeah it was one of those because yeah. it was good and you hadn't watched it. Um, safe Harbour is with him. It's Australian. He's part of a group of kind of um, privileged white guys who are going sailing, and they come into contact with a group of asylum seekers. I will not spoil it from there, because things happen that you don't expect is really good. They don't go full Brexit? They may go full Brexit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Terry, what have you been watching?
2: I've been watching two things, the first of which is uh, The Clinton Affair on more 4, mm which is about the ascendance of Bill Clinton's political career and then um, the events leading up to the impeachment proceedings, um, including uh, interviews with Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. which is fascinating, Monica Lewinsky's dad, which is fascinating. Loads of people were around at the time from the political side, from the personal side. You kind of see the manoeuvrings and... Um, and how Republicans were kind of using it for political gain but the kind of Democrats left themselves wide open. It's really fascinating it kind of looks, it's funny because we are in such a hellscape now with the level of scandal we have in the White House that this kind of, you know, looks a little yeah. bit amateurish. and it's like parochial a, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> It's like, oh, remember when he inserted a cigar into somebody's vagina, lol.
0: Yeah, do you remember when Obama <laughs> ate posh mustard and that was front page news oh, or a, wore a tan suit? I was going
2: to say wore a tan suit, those are the day. And yeah. then the other thing I've been obsessively watching is this thing called Dogs on Netflix, right? Um, Boy uh-huh. is nodding. Yeah. So this is, it's a Netflix original and it seems to be, I thought there were a link between all the stories, but they're not. It is a documentary series which digs into people's relationships with dogs, essentially. So I watched one, first of all, which was about a young girl with epilepsy. Um, who bond who basically gets a dog for health reason and it tells the story of them bonding It's meant to kind of save her another one about a refugee who bonds with a dog Um there's another one this week about um these um, uh, Girls who go around rescuing dogs? So they're essentially dogs that are in homes and are about to be put down because nobody wants them Um and it's just this like dead sad touching moving quite kind of um tenuous documentary series that just has dogs in it i don't even really like dogs that much and i don't even really like animals that much so i don't really understand what this is speaking to in me but i've got really into this and i've, I've had insomnia this week and i've been watching them at night to try and make me feel better about my life and i think it does that is there's something quite comforting and soothing about dogs
0: sure I'm, I'm i can totally believe that you've been counting dogs to help you sleep
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's already become like a mini Netflix, one of those mini Netflix phenomena where you know they don't really have a big um, push, publicity push for the Dogs mm. documentary series, but everyone ends up absolutely effing loving it, and it has, and lots and lots of people are saying it's an incredible thing. Yeah, and wow, it's soothing dogs. their lives.
2: Yeah, so if anybody's feeling As a little bit do. stressed, a little bit anxious, you know the weather's bad at the moment, we survived January, but things are still pretty shit. Watch Dogs.
0: What's your favourite type of dog, Terry?
2: I like those yellow ones. Um, uh,
0: <laughs> I
1: like those yellow ones. Labradors. <laughs> Golden
0: Retrievers.
2: Labradors and, Labradors and Golden Retrievers the same?
0: No. no. Labradors are short-haired. Golden Retrievers are long-haired.
2: Uh, what are the ones in the adverts with the toilet roll?
1: Andrex, that's a Labrador. I like those ones. Yeah, they won this week on normal TV. You know, ITV had a two and a half hour their second annual two and a half hour Britain's Best Dogs program. Oh my god! Yeah, in which the public voted for their best dog. Last year the Labrador won. This year it was another breed. Um, but yeah, that not is a British thing. The
2: British Bulldog. No, <laughs> did not go full
0: Brexit? <laughs> it went full Brexit. I will say so. I know you, you mentioned you mentioned sort of normal telly, and yeah. I know like you know your day job on Heat Magazine. You you indulge in a lot of in inverted commas normal telly. Yeah, yeah. Now I encountered this morning what <laughs> is normal telly? T- what is the breakfast show that plays on the BBC? The, the BBC is, Breakfast. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not cryptically titled. No. Right, okay, so that was on. Yeah. And I was just like, it has been, it must be like a decade or two since I've ever watched Morning television. Right. And I swear to god I felt the mm. IQ points leaching out of my brain as I watched them talk about the nationwide canine obesity epidemic. Mm. It's mm. just the most astonishing oh. shit. Who watches this stuff?
2: <laughs> if there is isn't, if there Quite a, isn't, lot of
1: people, yeah, a lot of people
0: more than watch Buddy Piers Morgan on the other side that's for sure. That's a damn I mean and that's absolutely fair and I I completely think fat dogs Trump Piers Morgan every day of the week. Fat uh, dogs uh, but, do Trump but,
1: Piers Morgan. <laughs> but true. Still, I mean, God. But if there are like, too many fat dogs out there, then people need to know about it. Do they, though? Yes. Do they, though? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not going to tell you what I've been watching, because I've only Why? been watching one thing, and you oh, know what it is. if it's
1: the same thing, if it's The Shield again. Come on, I'm on, I'm on to just season pull five. pull something out of the hat <gasps> for Forrest Give Whistaker. has turned, turned up in.
0: as IAD agent Lieutenant Kavanagh, and it's, uh, he's great in it. He just had a paddy in a hotel room. It was oh, extraordinary. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm enjoying it lots. I've also obviously... you know who else likes
1: The Shield? Uh, who told me, like, me. told me this week someone told me this week one of your celebrity friends no uh, <gasps> one of my interviews Jed Mercurio likes likes it does yeah. he yeah oh, it was I'm... in his list quite short list of very big formative influences on him what the Hill Street Blues mm-hmm. The Shield Star Trek oh, I know I've always known <laughs> Jed Mercurio he's yeah. a very wise man I've always known
0: that so, yeah. he mm. does
2: seem like your person all of a sudden yeah we, yeah, yeah. we should totally
0: him. be friends Uh, Speaking of Star Trek, I have been watching, obviously, Discovery, making time for that. Uh, I very much enjoyed the second episode of this season, actually, because, uh, again, it felt like a classic Trek, but given a Discovery spin. So, you know, they're they're certainly... uh I think tapping into the to the Star Trek base a little bit more this season which I'm which I'm enjoying so
1: yeah. <laughs> which I'm enjoying
2: <laughs> Star, <laughs> Trek, Star <laughs> Trek Star Trek blah
0: blah blah, 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 blah
2: there was a, actually blah, blah, when I
0: when I got on. sucked into the uh, to the iTunes reviews recently there was someone who basically said I wish James Dyer would stop banging on about bloody Star Trek when important actual news goes unreported and yet the slightest thing about Picard <laughs> will get sort of dragged <laughs> over in microscopic detail do you detail.
1: mean important actual news like in the world no I think or- I about think, TV, presumably oh, okay. TV news. Uh, you know, he like, he's listening to the wrong podcast. Too much Picard, not, we're enough not Brexit. Doing, we're not doing Brexit. Yeah. yeah,
0: okay. But speaking of which, it is news time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which, news time. Yes. So let's let's get into news. the news.
2: The L word. Yeah. I knew you were yeah, going to start with that. It. Damn. Do you I know want, what? Yeah. I started <laughs> shouting because I was like, Boyd is going to say the exact same, <laughs> same thing that I. Top story. Come um, on in. Hit me this with it. Is, this, I knew the one person who wouldn't be talking about this. However, <laughs> is the one sat right opposite us right now, looking a little bit I blank.
0: Don't know what you're talking about.
2: The L word, yes. Which was, as I'm sure you're aware, James. I,
0: I have, you know, I watched. I want to say two, maybe three seasons of the L word.
2: Wow. Ooh.
0: Shane was the best. Oh god, here we go. Uh, right, <laughs> let's
2: let's wind this back. So the L word <laughs> ran from 2004 to 2009. Um. Uh, And was hugely seminal in terms of the representation of um, uh, LGBTQ characters on screen, particularly lesbians And their relationships and their careers And it followed, obviously, this core group of friends Um, So it is going to be back by before the end of the year, they said Which seems like super Mm. fast to me
0: Will there be new L's? Yeah.
2: What, new Lesbians? Is it, yeah, it's a new yes. cast. Yes. Well, so um, some of the old cast are coming back, mm. we know. There will be new cast. The original creator is back as executive producer, but it does have a new showrunner. Um, and I think it's going to be really interesting because so much, I think, has changed in mm. pop culture and in the world at large in the time since it's been away. There is lots more LGBTQ-focused shows. Um, you've got to think about the shows that maybe wouldn't exist if it wasn't um if it hadn't been around however it did i think it did um split people at the time in terms of you know it was some people said it was very overly um dramatic and it was maybe quite cringe in places i know some people maybe thought it was a certain type of representation of of lesbian culture um but i think this could be really interesting because i think the lesbians of of the younger gen the millennial generation have have lived in quite a different
0: millennials Oh, Christ. Yeah. That's good, that was good. <laughs> yes. No, so can I just say, can I say yeah, you I'm going to say something about the L word. So the, 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 my, my most salient memory was this, is there was a nightclub, I think it was a nightclub or it might have been a bar, let's say it was a nightclub, named after a woman's genitalia. And the, my, my issue with it, it summed up something that irritates me about Americans, they cannot pronounce the word twat. So the nightclub was called twat, <laughs> but they called twat. it twat. And twat. every time they called it twat, I was upset.
1: That's what. That's your takeout. That's my contribution. That's my review of the L web <laughs> yeah. right there. Well, let's hope they address that issue yeah, the issue in the news. So, I hope But as to your point about it's coming this year, what's interesting, I think, because there have been rumours about this for ages and ages, yeah. and ages, so I think they've kept it secret. Because if you look, the quote that I printed out <laughs> dutifully from the sh- from the showrunner said she's been working on it for a while, and that mm. and there's a comment about how she's brought her unique contemporary vision to the So I reckon it seems to have all been written. And maybe they've even started filming it, and it is going to be ready. They to have amazing. to have done. Yeah. Yeah, it have really far along
2: for them to. But you say, and it makes period. total
1: sense because, as you say, to address that community now, because yeah. in this stage it's so different, it's yeah. going to be fascinating. It's kind of exactly what you know, uh, Russell T Davis has done to some extent. I think with Cucumber was his way of addressing the gate, the LGBTQ in this country. Up, up, um, you know when he did Queer as Folk 20 years ago mm. um, and I think the L word in America was as big a deal I think yeah, I, you know as Queer as Folk so. was here
2: um, another thing I think is that the rights of that community has probably not been threatened more since the show ended than under um, the reign of Trump Yeah. so I think it feels like they could do something really interesting and really important actually um, when it comes about this year
0: yes interesting also in news, uh, CBS have ordered a 10-part adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand. And that is very exciting news. Uh, and you, you're, both of you <laughs> looking at me like we couldn't give a shit. I, mean, read it, I read it. Did you? Yeah.
2: Um, I read it
0: as well, probably yeah.
2: about uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I absolutely loved it.
0: Did mm. you like the
1: miniseries?
2: I didn't see the miniseries. Most people remember, hate
1: the miniseries. Yeah, was, I really like oh, it. Oh, I thought it was disappointing. No, no I, 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 I really the, enjoy is, the miniseries. It's, hard, it's really hard to do those Stephen King things yes. properly, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because his tone is so and, uh, outrageous in a way. There's always incredibly outrageous stuff in mm. Stephen King's books. They can't really address. It. Maybe they can now. If, well, it's not if it's CBS. Is it CBS or Access? It airs, is perhaps? CBS All Access. Oh, maybe yeah, they can. CBS like, All Access. CBS or so so as be, call uh, it. Yeah, so
0: this would be the only other reason to subscribe to CBS All Access other than Star Trek Discovery. Uh, but no, this is this is this is good shit. I'm I'm quite excited about this. It's being uh, put together by Josh Boone, director of the Fault Stars and the ill-fated New Mutants movie. Uh, so I'm very
1: excited to see what he hmm. does with this. Did you know that in America, Killing Eve. The uh, legendary series that mm. was BBC America commissioned, confusingly for everyone, was also shown on AMC, which is the home of you know Breaking Bad, yeah. Mad Men, and The Walking Dead. And they've announced they're simulcasting the second season when it starts on April the seventh on BBC America. So if you're in America, and the reason I'm, I'll get to the point in a minute, yeah, but this is quite big news because AMC had to wait a while before they showed the first series. BBC can I, still haven't confirmed when they're showing season two. No. Even though it starts April 7th in America and everyone could not be more excited about this programme. So this feels like they have to show it as soon as possible after it starts, but they will not confirm it. Just saying. Wow. Yes.
0: Well, I'm not sure I can top that, but here's a bit of news for Terry. Did you know that uh, Dick Wolf is getting busy again? You know he's done this uh, procedural called FBI? Not, I don't think it's come over here yet. You probably haven't seen no. it. No. Uh, anyway, this is on CBS, obviously. But uh, there's going to be a backdoor pilot for a new FBI spin-off, uh, which is doing it, which is uh, sort of about criminals and the FBI's most wanted list. So essentially what I'm saying is, a spin-off of a show you've never seen is coming. You should be excited.
2: I am telling you that... Dick Wolf can write a police slash law slash anything procedural until the cows come home and I will watch every single one of them.
0: FBI SVU, it's called. Of course it is. Is it really called that? No, of course it (laughs) is. (laughs) <laughs> of really course it. is. it's so gullible. No, it is not called that. But uh, you know, it should bring Chicago in some money. It should bring in some money for CBS. It should uh, keep the Dick Wolf from the door. Hey. Eh?
1: Hey. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um <laughs> you know this uh, cuz you know this the, the what's it the TCA What's that stand for again? The in America right now. What? The Television Critics Association, I think. Yes. Yeah. So all of the um right now as we speak on Friday the whatever it is. 1st of February, all of the big American networks, all the channels have big presentations to TV mm. critics, and it goes on for days, and it's usually, there's, there's a lot of news this week. Upfronts. Upfronts, yeah, exactly, them as well. But you know, there's the, the the Twilight Zone, which is the next reason to watch CBS All Access. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's incredibly exciting. Jordan Peel yeah. looks at producing, and he hosts them and narrates them, and they're starring people like um, Greg Kinnear, Luke Kirby, Kumail Nanjiani, Senna Latham. It's It looks really exciting, and it's Going to start on April the first, and I don't know who's showing it here. No, it hasn't been, hasn't been, as far as I'm aware, and no one's confirmed they've bought it yet. So I'm going to want to bloody watch the new Twilight Zone. You know what else you're going to want to watch? Yeah, the Mandalorian from Jon Favreau.
0: And do you know mm-hmm. why? Because he has announced that, and this is extraordinary news, boy. Do you sit down? Of course you are. R5D4, the droid from Star Wars, will be in the Mandalorian. Um, what the one that's not R two D two? Oh yeah, he's the disabled droid with the bad motivator. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah? that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, he's going to be in it. There yeah. you go. That's your Star Wars news. I think I've got. Oh, sorry. Go I want
2: to. Well, if I can get word. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about Ted Bundy. Are you
0: going to top R five D four? Because I'm, I'm not seeing that coming.
2: I want to talk about Ted Bundy. Of course you do. Of course you do. Right? Yeah. No, don't start. So. Um, uh, Ted Bundy, there's a bit of a Ted Bundy thing happening where there's a um, Netflix show called, not show, documentary, which is the Ted Bundy tapes, yeah. right? And there is this Zac Efron movie yeah. coming thirsty Ted Bundy. Called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. But the reaction, and what I want to talk about is the nuts reaction of women, some women, to Ted Bundy. Clearly they've never seen pictures or footage of him before and there is courtroom footage in um, this Netflix um, documentary and they're like talking about how hot he is to the point where Netflix ended up putting out a tweet saying I've seen a lot about Ted Bundy's alleged hotness and would like to gently remind everyone that there are literally thousands of hot men on the service almost all of whom are not convicted serial
1: murderers.
2: (laughs) It's extraordinary. It
1: is. He is having a moment, though, isn't he, Ted Bundy? Girls like the bad boys. Big comeback for the Bundy. He raped and
2: murdered multiple Mm. women and used his good looks and charm... Mm to do so mm. so can we all just stop it mm. is
1: quite provocative to cast Zack Efron in that role a little it. a little bit yeah yeah but they know what that's they're doing don't they? I, the know, I know thing, i know right I know. that
2: is that is one thing yeah. but yeah um somebody responding to courtroom footage of him when he's being tried for raping and murdering women by going oh but he's a bit hot
0: though but people marry you know t- psychos in prison don't they that's the thing that why happens. Why are you asking me? I mean, why am I asking you, Terry? Let's be honest. Pull
1: out my list of uh, yeah, exactly. pen pals. Yeah, yeah.
0: How is Jeffrey Dahmer?
1: Oh, God.
0: Oh, good times. Um, Okay, here's the thing. I will say Netflix has ordered a limited series based on Sarah Pimber's Behind Her Eyes, which is a novel that uh, did big business a couple of years ago. It came out in 2017. It's about a single mother who begins an affair with this uh, guy she meets in a bar, and things get very complicated when she also becomes friend with his wife. And it all goes a bit psycho stalkery from there. The only reason I mainly bring this up is I went to the book launch of this book. For me and the author have a mutual friend. So there you go, that's really the only reason I'm telling you. But it, is, it was a big book. It did, is did that uh...
2: mediocre story. <laughs> what that? <laughs> hang well, hang that on. was all in aid of.
0: <laughs> We're now judging each other's news look, stories. Look, I know I'm not Boyd fucking Hilton with my Rolodex of. I mean, A-listers. the one about R five DX. So it's R five D four. You know he's disabled. <laughs> be nice. I'm saying, look, I have to get celebrity friend anecdotes where I can because that's as close uh, as I get to my celebrity friend even a celebrity friend it was the friend of what we have a mutual friend i was introduced to her i think maybe at the book launch or at the very least i saw her across a room you
1: once were in the
2: same room as an author yeah yeah that's excellent i
1: think i've got the most james news story (laughs) which i can sum up in about 18 words does it involve resident evil it well no it doesn't (laughs) star trek's william shatner is set to join the big bang theory for an upcoming Dungeons & Dragons battle episode. Oh, really? I mean, I'm just going to leave that there. Extraordinary. I'm just leaving it there. I mean... How about that? I haven't watched The Big Bang Theory in a long time. It actually. also stars Kevin Smith. Does it? Yeah. And Joe Manganiello from Him, yes, as well. But Shatner, Big Bang... Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's quite me. I will grant you that. that. That's
0: my idea of the perfect Saturday night. Uh, I didn't think you were going to come up with that. I thought you were going to mention that Resident Evil is heading to Netflix as a series. So it's... (laughs) Which is the thing that's happening. It will return and it is coming to to Netflix. You know, which is exciting. And it's going to involve the Umbrella Corporation and the unleashing of the T-Virus. Which, of course, Terry, you will know, having spent a lot of the weekend presumably playing the remake of Resident Evil 2 on your PlayStation 4.
2: Oh, you know me, James. Yeah. Couldn't get enough. You know I, t- I WhatsApped I'm what's up, James, this morning because I got an Uber I wasn't feeling well and I got an Uber to work. And I always try and find out what people are watching. I'm always fascinated mm. for pilot to any person I meet just to work out what they're watching, what they're loving. And this guy said to me that how much he loved Vikings and I was like Oh, that, um, you know, Pre somebody. or post
0: Ragnar Lothbrok?
2: Well, well, th- what I most loved was his r- rationale of why, and I said, "Oh, why do you, why do you enjoy the Vikings?" And he said, "Well, that's where my hobbies meet." And I said, "What hobbies are those?" And he said, "Genealogy and metal detecting."
0: The Vikings were uh, famous for their metal detectors. That's that's very true.
2: <laughs> so I immediately text James, being like, "I just met one of your people."
0: <laughs> I, I
1: haven't watched Vikings in a long time, Sounds I'm afraid. Like- Melodetectorists, detectorists. That was, you know. Yes, yes, yeah. Show. I remember that. Mackenzie yeah, Crook uh do right. we know that sex education is officially coming back I season had, two right season three, announced today mm. that's very exciting news. very exciting and it's going into production in the spring good very pleased to hear that because it is wonderful and i saw some people did i say this last week some people on twitter saying oh what, yeah is it really good? i saw it as
2: well yeah. saying it yes. they didn't like how kind of the f- front that you couldn't place it in a time in a place that's right it. but yeah.
0: then these people probably enjoyed legion and you can't place that either
2: mm-hmm. mm.
0: Mm. no time for any of that no. right That is the end of news, I believe. Shall we talk about some of the things we will be reviewing this week? Uh, we shall begin with surviving r kelly which airs on a channel which is called <laughs> crime plus investigation channel which i'm almost certain boyd made up
1: <laughs> it's real
0: where, where can you find sky crime, crime?
1: 156 virgin 275 bt328 and talk talk 328 Don't
0: i knew you'd ask that these sound like star wars characters what are you talking about so crime plus investigation
1: is a channel Yep. and this is on it yeah okay tell us about it please well, this Surviving R. Kelly, it's a, I think it's a 10-part documentary series. Six-part Six even documentary series. <laughs> Terry could tell you more about this probably than me. Um, but it's become absolutely um, uh, renowned already in the States. started about a month ago, I think, yes. in America. And, you know, it immediately hit the news. It's a massive, uh, in-depth, relentless um, analysis telling the story of how R. Kelly has been, I use the word allegedly, but these people are saying they have been abused, raped, etc. The actual people who are underage when they got he got involved with them, he was standing outside high schools, not only hiding in plain sight, but literally on TV explaining that he was having relationships effectively with underage girls and it's an exploration of that and it we, we it talks to a lot of his victims if you want to call them victims and it talks to his brother and it's mainly talking heads all these people actually involved in this extraordinary story and it will eventually up to the most recent revelations where he's almost got his own cult mm. of sexual exploitation it is quite an extraordinary thing
2: and I think it's it's in terms of how it's told narratively it's very thorough so the first two episodes really focus on his childhood there's lots of kind of um dark complex history um he's kind of said before that he was sexually abused as a child um and kind of tracks his initial root stardom um and his rise and and talks about his relationship with Aaliyah, who obviously he was a mentor for and he was accused of marrying when she was still under age 15 15 mm-hmm. um the third and fourth episodes focus really on the um the i won't use the word sex tape because that means consensual there was a tape that was um he was arrested on the basis of which showed which allegedly showed him having sex with a girl um a underage girl and then urinating on her um he went to court for this and essentially nobody could could definitively id the girl in the video um, or him or say 100% it was him and he was released. And then the third and fourth episodes, um, sorry, not third and fourth, so the fifth and sixth are very much, as Boyd says, about where we are now, which is over the last five to ten years he has been living with several women at once their parents um have often been trying to get them back these aren't underage girls these are girls he I think there are a couple he met when they were underage but these girls are now of age living with him there have been accusations from girls who've left him that they're not allowed to they have to urinate in buckets or bottles they're not allowed to leave rooms they're locked in they're not allowed to look at other men that he um Um, physically assault him, that they have to kind of have sex with him on demand. There are lots of serious accusations in terms of coercion and control and violence. Um, and it's is—it's a really difficult watch because they do, they interview loads of people from his family two girls, survivors, two families of girls who are still um, with him, people like John Legend who've previously worked with him, Chance the Rapper, people who seem to have shifted position and now think that he is guilty of, of not kind of one thing but several things, there have been repercussions since the show aired, Lady Gaga put out a statement, she previously made a song with him, pulling their song from streaming platforms and apologising to to women and to survivors um, he's been dropped by his record label uh, I mean but you know these accusations have been around for 25 years yeah. um, and they have been, or long been an open secret in the record industry and what this documentary really looks at also is the complicity of everybody That
0: There's been a lot of conversation yeah. about that hasn't it and you know there was conversation about that about Harvey Weinstein as well. Uh, and, oh, be- and this alongside sorry to interrupt the, the fourth year Michael Jackson Yes, yes. I was going to awesome. mention and yeah. they mentioned
1: Michael Jackson as well That yeah. a lot of things are, you know, quote, unquote, open secrets. Yes. yes, You do come away from it. I mean, I guess there's lots of things we could discuss either the way it's made and mm. all of that, but I, my main, watching the first couple of episodes, I do. I, I am absolutely fascinated I guess because I've spent most of my adult journalists love writing about famous people. Mm. The That power of celebrity thing mm. is just so palpable and shocking that he could get away with People knowing about it yeah. for years and years and years, and because he's making money, a huge amount, because he's such a huge star. At one point, someone says, I think in the first episode, he was so famous that we would do anything, and that, and uh, same with Michael Jackson. That's what we'll we will yeah. be seeing when that like, right, Well, there incredible. are some allegations. It's so incredible, and it's it's just I don't know. There's something. There's something. I just can't explain how shocking mm. it is that, mm. ha- that if you are limited to a certain level of fame, you, can, you feel you can do anything, and people will be complicit, and people will allow you. Yeah, headlines this week
0: abounded uh, regarding in, in the sort of film arena, yeah. which I'm not going to go into in detail, yeah. but <laughs> exactly, involving yeah. Oscars and success and yes. box office and yes. money. And yes, you can get away with an awful lot if you are making people a lot of money
2: yeah but it is i mean it's it's it is well made i think it yeah. it's out of you know these documentaries often sit on a spectrum of quality and of cooperation and they have cooperation, but they also there seems to be a real integrity to the storytelling um and I think you know it's- bl- it's blown a lot of things wide open and brought a lot of things to the surface that people have skated around before, but it is an incredibly incredibly difficult watch at certain times as well
0: yeah so Feel Good Lolfest Surviving R Kelly is on Crime and Investigation Channel on begins the 5th of February. Yeah, Tuesday the 5th. Tuesday the 5th. At what time? 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. First two episodes in that night and then yeah, every week. I think. Up next on the rather appropriately named Sky Atlantic is Dust Boot which is the, essentially is the sequel to Wolfgang Petersen's Dust Boot from 1981, which is about a German U-boat in the Second World War. And this is a long belated German language sequel, for it is in German with many, many subtitles and involves lots of men in submarines i watched this well done um that's your job no i know but i'm saying no i'm not saying i'm that that in itself is not necessarily <laughs> claim. notable i'm just saying i watched it i'm not quite sure how it definitely happened <laughs> it definitely definitely happened
1: yeah uh it was a thing that i watched and that happened what about the whole thing is there's a new there's a new you're right so it's a sequel to dust boot did you watch the the original dust boot? Seen, uh, no not yeah. only boyd not oh, only have okay. i seen it i've been on the boot Wow, I've been on the boot because the boot exists. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tell you this story now because again, <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't have many of them. I'm glad you, I asked.
2: Yeah. You see what you did? Yeah, yeah see what you sorry. did. You walked
0: straight into my trap. Uh, the boot was in a, a kind of museum slash studio in uh, in Munich, in Germany, in the 80s. And when I was a wee child, I went there and I walked around the boot. But not only that, guess what else they had there? Falcor, the fucking luck dragon from the Neverending Story, and I got to sit on Falcor. That's so, more exciting. That is in many ways that more exciting than the boot.
1: Shouldn't have been able to see Dust Boot at that tender age. No, I didn't it's quite see an, it's it. an adult film. I was on it. Oh, right, I okay. was like, I'm it was sorry. in
0: the boots. I was like, it was like, I was like being on a submarine. In in the the why am
1: I on this boot submarine? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I think
2: I was like seven when I saw Dust Boot. It-
1: yeah it's quite it's a dark you know it is about all these this, how what it's like being yeah. in a horrendously horrific um t- tense situation of yeah. course situation all these blokes yeah. and going mad and etc but so what this series so i was thinking oh my god this is going to be a dude fest because if you if it's you know there, you can't escape the fact there was just men yeah. on an, a submarine yeah. in the war so clever one toilet With one toilet Cleverly They have expanded The subject matter To include a whole new thread Which Vicky Creeps From out of Phantom Thread Indeed Brilliant Vicky Creeps is the start where um she's the sister of one of the dudes on board she and is. she has her own uh storyline which is all about is she originally part of the um the uh, resistance against the nazis in France etc and and I thought that thank god that was there because I yeah. do yeah. think if it had just been a se- another load of old dudes yeah. or young dudes in a submarine dealing with misery and only one toilet I didn't would not want to watch there that but th- I did I think she's so great she is. and I thought that thread was interesting well, th- but I think having two
2: narratives was necessary yeah. anyway mm-hmm. So as you say, you know, the brilliant thing about about drama is that um set on on a submarine is that it is claustrophobic and it is tight and it is tense and all that foreboding and all that dread, you know, the first there's a scene before the credits start in the first episode and it's that classic thing of like shaky cam and it's all <laughs> red light and sweat yeah. and, you know and you've you are like, I can't breathe, oh my god and you all of those feelings you get watching drama mm. unfold in that kind of physical location. And actually those moments on land I felt like were A little bit of a reprieve and and Mm. and allowed you to breathe a little bit more. But equally,
0: it 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 did diffuse the claustrophobia slightly. The reason I say this is a show that happened is I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Like I was. I was yeah, not I that bored by it, but I wasn't <laughs> excited. It didn't really do much for me on any emotional level. That said, I did very much enjoy the sequence near the beginning, which is what you're talking about, where incredibly claustrophobic and the depth charges are coming, that yeah. sense of absolute helplessness and futility. They are essentially in this giant steel coffin under the water with yeah. bombs going off around them. And, you know, they're fucked, really, for want of a better word. And that's quite extraordinary. Uh, and it, it made me want to and perhaps this says a lot about me it made me want to uh, Google submarine warfare <laughs> to better understand right. how these things happen oh, okay. because a lot of it was I mean I was just in the Humphrey Red October but a lot of it's about stealth and being quiet isn't it because it's about sonar <laughs> when they can be detected or not but submarines of course have torpedoes yeah, yeah so they can attack from a distance whereas the ships drop death charges which presumably go straight
1: down Anyway yes! the so- other important <laughs> thing about it is that it is showing the war from the German point of view that was the yeah. other yeah. unique thing when yes. the film came out I was like oh we, we, you know and it was there was there's a slight controversy i remember the people you know people are we allowed but i think i know i know what you mean a little bit i didn't think i didn't get to the end of it and think i've got to carry on watching it but i I thought it was very well made yeah it
2: was you could look at it from if you look at it just completely um objectively it is beautifully made some of the um some of the editing is really sharp um, they summon mood incredibly well. The mood and the tone are spot on, but I'm with you. It's I kind of watched it quite passively. The opening scene really gripped me. There were moments again going along which were, you know, incredibly compelling, but fundamentally and I don't know and I'm gonna say the thing that you shouldn't say because you sound really ignorant, which is um is there a layer that you know the subtitles kind of slow down that immediate connection i don't know because my favorite film of last year was cold war and that was bloody polish yeah. so something didn't connect for me and i can't really fundamentally put my finger on what that i
0: was. i need it in german actually with world war Two stuff i, I yeah. very much need the germans to be speaking there's something about the german language i think and i think when you when you live in england and you grow up watching so many war-based things there's something about the german language which really kind of brings mm. that kind of era to life mm. and i think when it started like when you watch valkyrie it loses something enormously oh, yeah. from having cool.
1: tom cruise just yeah. be
0: tom cruise in it
1: did uh, you think there was some some gratuitous nudity in it did you notice? did you notice there's a scene where someone te- woman takes the top off one of the for no good reason it's it's probably because it's like, you've been watching yeah. a, <laughs> a submarine full of men for 40 minutes well, at that point. I, thought, I mean
2: not so much that okay. it kind of yeah. jumped out at yeah. me
1: okay fine just checking well that is
0: dust boot <sighs> yes sky atlantic obviously sky atlantic germany it came from Sky yeah, Germany. Sky
2: Deutschland original.
0: Oh, There you go. Sky you go. Deutschland original. And, Boydie, where can people find
1: Dust Boot? I think, it believe, it arrives on Wednesday the 13th. Uh,
2: Wednesday the
1: 6th. Oh, sorry, you're right, 6th.
2: At 9pm on Sky Atlantic and Now TV.
1: Oh, that is wow. correct. Fair and good. it carries on each Wednesday. Yeah, and it does. <laughs> Should you choose to continue and in watching in fact, it? I think the whole series will also drop, won't it? Yes, yeah. it does yes. on the 6th. The whole yes. thing
2: drops on the 6th.
0: Nothing to do with the ocean, but arriving on the 8th of February on Amazon Prime is New Amsterdam, which is a hospital-type drama which has aired in the States, I believe, quite a few months ago. This stars Ryan Eggold as a new medical director who starts at the New Amsterdam Hospital in New York, which is a free hospital, Uh, and he basically comes in as the new broom, fires the whole cardiology department and sets about fixing things and doing good, and the reason he's doing good... I could tell you but it's a spoiler he has stuff going on in his life shall we say. What do we make of this? And I I've got a lot of time for. I don't like you know I don't like procedurals but I do quite like a hospital drama. Like I, I you know a bit of Chicago Hope back in the day, loved a bit of ER, sat through all of that more or less. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought he was very, very good and uh and and it, there was nothing about this that jumped out to make it exceptional television, but I found it exceptionally watchable
2: this i mean you know i'm surprised i'm first of all, I'm going to say I'm surprised we're reviewing this right because it is
1: <laughs> it wasn't a great week it
2: isn't necessarily squarely in our um, cinematic television sites um It is very much like um, Grey's Anatomy, kind of. It has that feeling to it, that hospital procedure. I
0: watched a lot of that back in the day. Yes,
2: but it isn't as, for example, it isn't as intellectual as House. So I thought, you know what, it's fine, but it kind of... I think fine is the, is the best I can do. So I've it's actually fine. I've actually been in Bellevue Hospital, right, mm. um, when I lived in New York, and it is the most insane. And I was quite excited. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do something about Bellevue because it is the only public hospital in New York. It is full, nuts kind of hospital. It is always flooded with screaming people, and, like, it's where they take prisoners. It's where they yeah. take anybody on Rikers Island. It is like hell on earth in there. <laughs> kind of didn't have enough of the hell on earth. Um, I mean Terry oh, they had
0: an Ebola outbreak. But,
1: but yeah but I agree. It's it's like it's everything's fine. It's like yeah, everyone it, people have so got Ebola sometimes. and are dropping bit like flies in front of the woman doing the what's it called in A and E bit. Um, it's like, the, it wasn't, you're right, it wasn't hectic no, and, it wasn't messy and messy. And... and that's the whole
2: point of it being the proposition of the only public hospital in New York where anybody who's not got good insurance, any prisoner, anybody goes and being dumped there, you expect some kind of, like, crazy Dante's Inferno <laughs> scene. None <laughs> of that. That's how, There's that whole scene where, and it's not a spoiler, you just mentioned it, where he goes, I'm going to fire the whole cardiac tower. It was just, oh. It was, oh
1: yeah. Because oh. remember how brilliant ER was? Yeah. And- yeah. showing oh, yes. not, that, not on that you know but, right? not even close. but, but yeah. i didn't understand the technique they used which seemed to almost be well, it's kind of fairly laid back <laughs> it was it surprisingly, surprisingly wasn't it and yeah it was yeah. weird yeah. And I, I disagree with you about what's his name the star was ryan eggard oh, yeah. i think like he was him. uncharismatic he and charismatic and oh. yeah because get so the script has him as you say in the first mm. five minutes sacking half the thing but I didn't feel that from him at all whereas you know if it would have been House doing it and I did keep thinking because House is one of my all-time top favourites yeah, and that was the script writing and that performance in House um by uh, what's his name? <laughs> by yes, Hugh him. Laurie. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hugh Laurie. Thank you. Um, was so perfectly matched, you know, that yep. they gave his character great witty, scathing dialogue. <laughs> so when a he was when he was sacking people, you believed it. I didn't yeah. believe this. Yeah, he was, was a anyway.
0: raving misanthrope. That was yeah, kind that, of his right. character. But that,
1: but this didn't come out of anywhere. No. Yeah, this guy. He's but like a
2: shit Gerard Butler.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: he's a shit Gerard Butler. <laughs> Funnily enough, I,
0: I, actually, I, I could have sworn I thought it was Matthew Fox. Oh, he's <laughs> no, Foxesque. Enough. Yeah, I thought it was Matthew Fox. I didn't think
1: people hired Matthew yeah. Fox anymore. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, they, <laughs> they don't. don't. They just hire
0: this bloke who looks a bit like him.
1: But he this guy's less charismatic than Fox.
0: No, but I thought he was fine. And I don't think he needed to be a misanthrope. I thought he, yeah, he was very fine. fine. Like, he didn't need to be a misanthrope. He was there, you know, doing good. He had this sort of very naive, altruistic sort of sense of what he wanted to do with this hospital. And it made me interested in what he was doing. And I'm not going to watch any more of this, but I'm of not. Of course you're not. But that's only because I've got <laughs> the S.H.I.E.L.D. to watch. Like, I, I would be open that's to watching the more of this. Reason. Would
2: you, really? I would, watch would, an- you, would you willingly watch two more episodes in your personal time, not for work, not for nothing, you would give up two hours.
0: Before watching another ten minutes of Dust Boot, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'd rather have Dust Boot.
2: We, we uh, should say Freema Adjman is in yeah, it. Was, is in it. Um, yeah, Freema in Martha in Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, but her character is a total cliche. Yeah, absolutely. It's so I didn't like ridiculous.
1: Her. Yeah. That is the, phrase, the word saddled comes to mind, where she is saddled with this cliche of a role, this one-dimensional yeah. thing, this hard woman talking yeah. nonsense PR kind of thing. It, it, that was poor, yeah. I, did, I I did for sorry for her but i do know the reason we did this thing is because on prime video and you can't and it does show uh, now now that i think about it like if this had arrived on i don't know ITV at eleven yeah. o'clock at night or something, which is where it would have been yeah. maybe two years ago. I would not have thought of reviewing it on our, our esteemed podcast. But when when Prime Video makes a big deal out of acquiring yeah. the rights to this big hit American show, you go, like, oh okay, that must be. But it is mediocre and I don't know and and, uh, and it's the fact that it's on Prime video shows there's a lot of actual mediocrity on these these, these, yeah, uh, but these I, services that was never as there was on was any it? channel. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's my takeaway from it. It's actually
0: it's not great. Well, I think I think I think you're both a little harsh, and I think if people like a good old I think hospital procedure, you lost your
2: mind. <laughs> Where does this like softness come from?
0: I think my brain was beaten to death <laughs> with like an hour and a half of. German submarines Is like, this
2: like German submarines? Plus the SHIELD means like yeah, a bit of that's like right. I need New
0: Amsterdam to balance yeah. it out. I understand, like I've watched so much of The Shield now that when I go into work it feels weird that I'm not ripping off drug dealers for black tar heroin. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a very weird mindset to be in when you mainline a show like that. It's very, yeah. very dark. But speaking of Amazon Prime, which of course New Amsterdam appears on, I had an absolute shit fit last night because I was like, Boyd, boy, have boy, just yes, checked? You did. The expanse has come to Amazon and we're not reviewing. It. What the actual fuck the expanse the boy was like oh Jesus Christ here he goes again The Expanse is amazing and it comes to Amazon Prime this week however however and here's the big false Like, I was doing you know cartwheels because I thought the expanse season four was coming to Amazon Prime which of course it is but later this year what's actually come to Amazon Prime this week is seasons one to three so you can catch up on what has happened so far and I highly recommend that both of you and everyone listening do just that because the expanse let me tell you is superb isn't this really what this really belongs in? Is the Banshee slot? This no, is yeah. a, yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. some of our <laughs> listeners have specifically requested the expanse to be in the Banshee slot, to which I pointed out, no, because it's not gone anywhere, and we'll be reviewing it later this year when it airs on Amazon Prime. Oh, so you have to
1: have gone somewhere before yeah, you review it on. I feel like the Banshee really? slot yeah. a little bit Was is. is okay, so you fun. make up your rules on it as you go along, you know? God. Yeah, God. you make it up. All right, fine. I will make up the rules. Can I just say, you did you and you you've got this whole thing that sometimes I miss things out. We can't as a say we can't review everything. So you did rudely, rudely <laughs> WhatsApp me last night. Boyed you dreadful man about this bloody Expanse thing. You then got me all stressed out about, yes. like it was important. It and I'm like, is. no, it's not. It's the Expanse. He you a dreadful yes. man. Oh, which yes. for
0: me is pretty tame. Let's be honest. Um, so no, look. So the Expanse is good. So it's based on a series of novels oh. by by James S A Corey. And uh, it's a it's set for hundred years in the future. In light, and you've got the solar system is kind of split into three broad factions. You've got the Earth faction, the Mars faction. I love the way you were just Terry, giggling away no, can I just say Terry, zoned out yeah,
2: I'm like I have no idea what's happening but I know it's got nothing to do with me
0: you really are dreadful and and you've got the the uh, sort of asteroid belt faction called the Belters and the Belters speak in this rather extreme kind of patois which is
2: oh faintly yeah. hilarious don't do it don't do
0: it <laughs> which I'm not going to do for everyone's sake but the, the, the first season of this starts off as a kind of almost like a, a detective slight mystery whodunit so Thomas Jane uh, is a is Uh, one of the belter detectives and he's trying to find out what happened to a missing young woman Julie Mao who's kind of disappeared but this sort of alien aspect comes into it this bioweapon aspect comes in there's a big you know there's a death of lots of civilians on this ship the Canterbury and uh, I would like to point out to all of our listeners Boyd is now playing on his phone and Terry (laughs) Terry, dreadful twat that you are is checking her emails neither of them are listening to a word I am saying and that is just rude because this show is fantastic (laughs) fantastic, there is, a, there is a solar system <laughs> war between the Mars <laughs> and Earth and the Belters, like oh, you're dreadful oh people my God. Oh dreadful, dear. dreadful people so suffice it to say, Sci-Fi cancelled this show because they're bellends, but because yeah, they heard
2: you talk about it,
0: possibly but the fans revolted and uh, Amazon stepped in and saved the show, so all 1 to 3, season 1 to 3 The Expanse are available to see now on Amazon Prime as of this week, one day this week don't know which day, but one day this week, Friday and on Friday, there you go, and uh season 4 will come later in this year and will be just as fabulous as the first. Well, one. we may or may not pre- review it we then. we fucking will so. <laughs> God. We may or may We're not
2: for- give a fuck by that. Right.
0: Yeah. And that was that was reviews. <laughs> that was reviews. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that Uh, what's our (laughs) recommendation of the week I mean is there one can we recommend anything surviving R Kelly it's it's must watch
1: TV yeah it's it's, absolutely this is what everyone's talking about did you watch it hold on you managed to get it. you managed to like smooth (laughs) that right under
2: the radar did you not watch this
0: neither of you noticed I would point out and I was wondering (laughs) if I could get away with that no of course I didn't watch it it's a documentary about R Kelly for fuck's sake
2: is this is this how this show goes? <laughs> yeah. Me and boys have to review everything. You only review the things you like. Okay. Which, which, if we start going by like that, you're only going to watch ten percent of the shows.
0: Fine. When the Expanse comes on, no, do you know what? I'm not going to say that because Terry, you absolutely have to watch it because I want I want to hear what you think of it because it'll be funny. You but, not even uh, have on,
1: on, on <laughs> I was going to say on a human level. Not don't, like, <laughs> are you not intrigued by the story? This R Kelly story. Like when the Michael Jackson, um, which we would definitely be reviewing by the way, mm. when that show on <laughs> Channel Four, we, you know, you're not going to be interested in that. The ins and outs of that extraordinary yeah, okay. story. First of all,
0: I'm only peripherally aware of even who R. Kelly is, so I mean that—that's point one here. Because hey, they
1: do explain <laughs> in the first five minutes of each, you, so you'll yeah. be fine with that.
0: And it just sounds miserable. I just it don't is need that. Boy, you you like, can't ignore like, things because they're miserable. Boy, I watched twelve hours of Michael Chiklis beating the shit out of criminals and stealing things. You know, I, I, there's only so much darkness I can take in my television <sighs> week, and I, I don't feel what R. Kelly is part of that so no i didn't i did not watch it i confess
2: wtf yeah
0: yeah yeah so the recommended show this week is of course the expanse seasons (laughs) one to three of which are available on amazon prime terry i think you should kick off the banshee segment this week
2: (gasps) i don't have anything (laughs) in
0: that case oh i
1: see so i was too
2: busy watching the shows we were meant to be reviewing
1: touche boyd (laughs) So, because um, we talked a lot, we did Camping last week, which is the not very good, disappointing yes, yes. American version, reimagining of, of Judy Davis' show. So I thought, well... Hundabit, I think people are aware of her, version, her camping, her version, which, is, which was great. I think people will know Nighty Night, which is the thing that made her um, an incredible uh, creation, which was originally on BBC Three. But I wonder if I. Because it was on Sky Atlantic, the first thing she did for Sky Atlantic, I don't think people are that aware, some people, of the extraordinary Hunderbeat, which had two series. I think there's ten episodes. So there was also two specials. And it's her version of the um, period gothic drama so it's a little bit Wuthering Heights it's a little bit like Barry Linden even I remember she talked about that as an influence on mm-hmm. the look of the show um, that Stanley Kubrick film but it's so sick and twisted it's got all of her signature you know interests in perverse sex in the ludicrous things that people do in passive-aggressive behavior in relationships within the context of a brilliantly over-the-top period thriller Story, it is great, and it's all on your Sky box sets and your now TV box sets and all of that. And you could probably get it for 50p on the DVD. It's no future man, though, is it? Not in the sense that it's really <laughs> funny, brilliantly made, and great. Yeah, I've had some, I mean, some I, feedback I on Twitter about future man I know, that you picked yeah. up last week. Lots of yeah. people love that.
0: Oh, good, good, okay. good stuff. Um, okay, good. What was what that called yours? again? What was it called again, Boyd? Hunderby. 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 Have you How heard of it? I've never heard of it now. No. H-U-N-D-E-R-B-Y. Hunderby. Oh. Hunderby. James. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of have I've almost already bansheed the expanse because I do have another one for you. So this week I would like to talk about case histories. Yeah, see, Boyd approves. You shot me. Yeah, Boyd approves. Yes, BBC One's case histories that ran from 2011 to 2013 and starred the eternally awesome Jason Isaacs. Hello, Jason Isaacs. That's right. Hello, Jason Isaacs at Jason's Folly as uh, Yorkshire-born PI who moved to Edinburgh. Jackson Brody.
1: Uh, it was... what? Based- hold on. What? Hang on. Hold on. What? Is is Jackson Brodie from New Zealand? <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: that's not Jackson Brodie. Oh, wow, <laughs> being Scottish. Yeah. I'm no? sorry. What? Okay, I'm not great at accents. Um, yes. So really? this is, this is <laughs> right. This is based on Kate Atkinson's books about obviously Jackson Brodie, so the PI, and he's kind of a big-hearted former soldier with a habit of taking on lost causes for sort of very troubled people. But but not only is he excellent, it starts the equally excellent. Amanda Abington at mm. Chimps in Socks,
1: uh, who appears as DC Louise Monroe, his kind of long-suffering helper slash lover. Oh, you! I know you really like Amanda Abington because she did the um, uh, Empire podcast with you, didn't she? Yes. She didn't immediately think you were a complete twat. <laughs> she didn't.
0: She was very nice <laughs> to me, which I always appreciate.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, funnily enough, we
0: did have her on the Empire podcast, and I asked her because the thing with this show is it was never, to the best of my knowledge, officially cancelled. Like, I never, they uh, never said, no, oh, it's yeah, been cancelled. Right, it Yeah, evaporated. And I said to him, you know, when is Jackson Brody? that's, oh, I don't know oh what that was. God. But anyway, that's my impression of her
1: doing that. Yeah. Anyway, so I asked her when it was coming back, and she she's like, oh, it's not. Yeah. So it's it's I, I, it's no do you know what? I agree. It was really good. And those Kate Atkinson books are some of my I very favourite. Yeah, Atkinson. she is a genius. And those, because they were, you know, literary crime, and I love all crime fiction, but they were yeah. so brilliantly written. Um, pro- and proper mysteries, proper murder mysteries. Well, and I thought the show was great. They did a good job. Yeah. had Zowie Ashton in it, of yep. Fresh Meat fame, as his
0: assistant Deborah. And see, but it only lasted two series, and they, then they kind of ran out of novels to adapt, because the last two episodes, yes, which true. were both feature-lengths, of the second series were both original stories that they'd kind of made yep. up. So I guess they finished that and realised there were no more novels, and they just stopped. But, but, interestingly, she's got a new novel, a new Jackson Brody novel, coming out this year. So I do yeah, wonder exciting, whether someone yeah. might tap... Jason Isaacs on the shoulder and say, hey, come back, do this, it's great. They should, I hope so. They should. Yeah. I love a good Brit. And if PI BBC drama. doesn't
1: do it, then Netflix or someone could do it.
0: Yeah. I think so, I think so. I mean, weirdly, the thing that's kind of been scratching my case history's itch of late was, uh, was Strike. You know, race yeah, yeah, the Jackie yeah. and Which boots. they've
1: also run out of novels
0: for. Which they've also... Although, though, uh, Thingy White, Lethal White, yes. her most recent yes. one, is the one they have shot or are shooting. are, I think that'll be later this year. Which yeah. is later this yeah. year. So I'm very excited about that because they're great. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, really yeah. enjoy this. But again, I, I don't understand this idea that, like, like they do a series and, let's say there's four episodes, and they decide to adapt four books, it's just like, slow down. Mm. Do, like, one book a series. Eke it out. There's no need to rush this stuff. Yeah. They, which, they, which they did with Case Histories, and they also did with Strikes. So it's I think, true, you know, true. slow it down. True. I need more of this it's stuff. Tough. It's not enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's Case Histories. You can pick up both seasons in one DVD box set for a tenner. Oh, that's, that's just, a lot for you. Yes, that's quite a lot. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Second
1: hand, that's, that's quite I pricey. Mean, but yeah. I'm saying it's
0: worth it. Okay. I'm saying it's worth it. Case Histories, then.
1: Have we given... Ten- time to find a banshee? No, because she's still back is on her email. Are you opting no, out No, not no she's emails. not. She I'm is lo- looking
0: at the world uh, I'm the into at the The world. second I started talking about case histories you tuned out completely. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: <sighs> I'm gonna and watch Boyd's suggestion though. Well Hunterby. Yeah. Oh
0: you love it. But right? you're not gonna watch the expanse one to three are you?
2: I'm a fuck.
0: You enjoy Star Trek <laughs> Discovery? This could be. This is often people often compare this to the Battlestar Galactica remake. It's it's good. It's good stuff. Which people? You like you? Yeah. Like, no, my yeah. people, Boyd. My Your people. people. Yeah. The Twitter people yeah. that are like me. Yeah. yeah. Them. Yeah, those, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm right, fine. And that, I guess, is it for this week's podcast. Do feel free to hop over to iTunes and leave vitriolic screeds about our offensive political bias, uh, as long as they come with a five-star rating. We are, as ever, on the social medias at Pilot TV Mag. And if you don't follow me personally on Twitter, at James C. Dyer, then please do so immediately, as I'm like 50 followers away from hitting 10,000, and I need at least another 70,000 to catch up with Boyd. Uh, we shall return next week for more fun and games, um, by which point I expect all of you to have binged The Expanse and to confidently know your inners from your belters. Pilot out.